Hello, and welcome to a new episode of The Daily Dust, your daily, not daily, sometimes weekly, going on 10 days, 15 days now, of no episode, radio program, a podcast about music. Uh, it's not only about music, it's about telling stories and and uh, discovering new music, shooting the shit, talking shit. What sucks? What's good? In my humble and honest opinion, of course. No bullshit here. No bullshit in the daily dust. You feel me? No shit. The song you just heard was a track by Oaf One. <laughs> uh, Oaf One. Shout out to Falcos. Shout out to Falcos Mombardi. He's the one who told me about Oaf One. But the reason why I was thinking of Oaf One is a gracious benefactor of this radio program, friend of the podcast, uh, Jelena. She hit me up with some recommendations of shit that Zoomers are listening to these days. And I thought it was going to be stuff like Oaf One, and it was just like TikTok music. And some of that shit actually goes. Some of that goes. Can't even, can't even mess around. Some of it goes. Some of it... Uh, is meme music, but some of it goes, and that reminded me of like, all right, so let me just straight up say that I hate nostalgia as like a, I hate nostalgia as like a thing that like people use to their advantage, but I'm about to do that shit right now. No, I actually don't think what I'm about to, this today's episode is going to be f- focused in that way. Um, maybe it is. The reason why I don't like nostalgic is because it feels, like, shallow. It feels like the easy thing to, like, get a lot of people excited. It feels, like, too easy, you know? It's like, yo, every fucking commercial that you see on TV is, like, using nostalgia in some way pretty much to, like, get you to buy something. And I think that fucking sucks. Uh, I especially hate it in music because, I mean, like... I fucking hate, like, retro bands. I don't even know if I could say this. Like, if what I'm saying, I don't know if what I'm saying is is clear here. But, like, the bands that are, like, 80s cover bands. Like, I'm sure they're talented musicians or whatever. Like, they're competent players. But, fuck, that sucks so much. Like, I, I would rather... Like if I had a if I had the choice of going to going to like a bar or whatever and like yeah you're at the fucking bar uh doing whatever chilling and like there's a band playing or whatever and they come out and they're straight up uh they 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 open up with uh Wanted Dead or Alive by Ban Jovi or something <laughs> I th- I would just fucking leave That's the worst of the worst shit I'd rather have Somebody, some band come up and like do some experimental noise set. Nah, that, uh, yeah, nah, I'd rather that. Yeah, I'd rather someone come up and just make harsh noise on stage. Like if I walked into a bar and like didn't have any expectations of like who was playing there or whatever. Like if I didn't know there was a band playing or whatever and somebody got up there and started smashing light bulbs on stage, I would be more enthused than if they got up there and started playing 
Wanted Dead or Alive by fucking Ban Jovi. <laughs> That's how much I hate like that that area of nostalgia. And it's like, for whatever reason, when I was in college, there was this band that like would play at all the college bars, and they just did like '90s covers, cause that was the that was like the eight not even 90s it was like 90s early 2000s because like that was like the nostalgic music for the people who were in attendance and that shit just sucks so fucking much anyway we're gonna talk about nostalgic music of mine from like 10 years ago so oh anyway my point in saying this was that uh somebody sent me some recommendations that their sibling was listening to who is like 16, right? And it's like TikTok music, whatever. Uh, some of it's good. Some of it's TikTok music, um, which remind me of like, that was like the age where I started to find, like for the first time, seek out new ideas musically, sonically. It honestly started with going on 4chan, like the music board slash mu slash um I don't even know how you say it. I've never fucking spoken those words aloud before, actually. Uh, but it started with going on there, seeing, like, there was this thing people used to do on there, which I thought was, like, it's actually so much of the idea of this podcast, which was, like, a listen-along of certain records. Um, where, like, here, we're listening along certain tracks and, like, talking about stuff. And, like, there's something about that shared experience that's, like, really... Uh, I, I I just really have like a, a lot of uh, a lot of interest in that. Like I really like that experience of like listening along. I'll never forget like they would post like a Mediafire link of some you know whatever. I think the very first one I ever listened to <laughs> was King Crimson in the Court of the Crimson King, and I, it was like I knew about these. I knew about King Crimson because I used to play Guitar Hero and rock band a lot and um they were all you know king crimson was on guitar hero 5 so i knew about like 21st century schizoid man and stuff like that which is off that record in the court of the crimson king but um i had no idea what else what i was getting into and uh i never forget like downloading that record sorry uh downloading it listening to it and listening along with everybody posting like in the thread like people would be like oh Here's the part uh, in uh, here's the part in Moonchild. I had to look it up. I actually just looked it up. I had to pause the per- fucking podcast and look it up because I was gonna say Moon Wind because I don't know. I confused the I, I confused the fucking two tracks. I talked to the wind in Moonchild because both of those tracks people were like memeing about in the thread. It would be like you know uh, oh here's the fucking flute solo in. And I talked to the wind and here's like, you know, Moonchild was like this. Everybody was like hyping up Moonchild, like ironically, uh, in in like this listening session. And it's just like, yo, why are you hyping it up? This is just weird noise shit. And uh, <laughs> I did, at the time I was like, this sucks. This I, I didn't like that that track. But from there, I would just like randomly check the board, download whatever people were fucking posting. Didn't even matter. And, uh, at the time, like pitchfork did, wasn't complete trash as well. Uh, so I, I used to look up 
a lot of stuff from Pitchfork. Um, a couple friends of mine had Last FM, so I'd always be like looking at what their Last FM was doing in like 2009, 2010. Um, I've mentioned this band on the podcast before uh the band called fragment of joy i think they're on my band camp episode i think i i talked about their uh their release on uh on band camp friday anyway the people in that band i used to follow them on last fm and just like <laughs> stockily find what they're listening to and and listen to it as well um so that was that was sort of my I had a couple friends who were maybe a little bit older or, or interested in different things. I was like reading Pitchfork and shit for like the more mainstream indie rock shit that was coming out. And then I was on 4chan for like the super weird shit. And at the time, the quote unquote super weird shit that's like now obviously super fucking popular was like uh, Animal Collective and shit like that, right? Um, and that was like a big... Uh, uh, one of the first big influences to like, wow, this band makes nothing like I've ever heard before. And I love it. Right. Uh, and then just trying to f find more stuff. Like I was obsessed with trying to find more stuff. And, um, it wasn't until about 2010 this month. Uh, actually I, I pulled it up because on last FM, I, I don't know what I used to, I guess I wasn't scrobbling shit previously. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a little, here, my listening history on last FM is like in 2010, I scrabbled like 385 tracks. We're going to go through that today. 2011 was like 10,000, 2012, 6,000 scrabbles. Um, and it, it, it continually dropped off. Like 2013 was less and less because the, I started using, um, Google music more, um, I started using Google Music more specifically because they had a feature at the time that Spotify did not, which was, this was like right around the time Spotify and shit was like getting more traction, right? And Google Music offered a cloud upload of all of your tracks that I had on, so it let me upload all my tracks that I had on iTunes and listen to them anywhere. And that was like the ideal scenario, right? So over time, I started using that more and my iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff less. And there's actually a big gap in my listening history, which is unfortunate because there's a lot of stuff that I discovered in these years for four years. For, from 2015 to 2018, I just don't have any scrabbles on Last.fm because I was primarily using Google Music. Uh, which wasn't scrabbling. I, I remember I looked up a number of times how to make it work, and it, there's just no way, right? And then 2019, got back on the train, got back in the mix, Spotify. Uh, I don't even know what prompted me to do this. Yeah, I do. Discord. Discord has this feature where, like, you can listen to Spotify with people if you all have premium. So I was like, fuck it. That's a sick feature. I spend... I don't go outside. All my friends live on the internet, and... I talk to them all on Discord all day long. Um, this is worthwhile to me more so than having my old ass. Because, like, nowadays, like, mostly everything is on Spotify that I would be listening to. I have there. There are some things that are on Google Play that I can never um, 
that aren't on Spotify, you know, some stuff from my personal library that I can never like, I can't find straight up because they're like either some, you know, un- some weird shit I downloaded off 4chan or back in the day or um, uh, game soundtracks, stuff like that. That's not easily discoverable on Spotify that I really like a lot. So uh, once in a while I revisit. But anyway, that's the reasoning why I have this big gap in Scrabbles, but I want to go back to 2010, and I want to listen to some of the stuff that uh, that was like very formative for me. This is going to be taking a trip down memory lane for me, so to speak, and uh, I think it'll be interesting because I'll I'll talk. There, there's definitely I was like looking through a bunch of this stuff, and yeah, some of this stuff. <laughs> it's just like when like the intersection of like when I started so there was all this stuff comes from I I wanted to get into this last FM group really bad (laughs) it's called it's called get rad and it was the the like private group where everybody was sharing like all the all like the 2010 emo revival zip files the media fire links to all these records and they would judge you they would like hard judge you on like what you listen to and like what your top play plays were and shit it's so fucking toxic actually because it used to piss me off because i was like 90 percent of the time i'm listening to like whiny emo shit but i also was listening to like tyler the creator um you know i was listening to between the barrier to me i was listening to like stuff that i also liked and to be like hard judged on like some of the some of the shit that um i genuinely thought was like interesting music uh that fucking sucks so yo i'm actually going through some of these this is going to be funny cuz i'm going to see if i can dig up if i can unearth some of these like cuz my one friend's brother is like <laughs> it's probably like 50 plays of just his music and i want to see and I don't, uh, I don't recall like by title what any of these sound like, but I know that once I listen to it, I'll instantly remember what they are. And I definitely want to listen to some of these. But according to Last FM, I've liked a number of these tracks, so that should make things a little bit easier. We're gonna have to bust out the Google Music for this one for sure. But uh, before we ha- before we do that, we're gonna listen to the Algernon Catawalader. Uh, first record, some kind of cat, cat a uh, Philadelphia band, emo, these were one of the kings of like emo revival. Now it's like a, a damn shame that they don't have more plays on Spotify and other things. Um, quick shout out. I want to say that Algernon new the members of that band are in a new band called magic ghrelin. Check them out. Uh, coincidentally, I checked out that record this week before I even looked at this, um, before I even looked at this last FM shit. So this was the first play that I've ever scrabbled on last FM.
so good. So those songs you heard was some kind of Catawalder, or sorry, that was the record, uh, by Algernon Catawalder, and uh, what the hell song what did I did I play? I gotta I gotta look. I forgot what I what I played first. Uh, yeah, some kind of Catawalder. Yeah, no, that's what I thought it was. Uh, some kind of Catawalder by Algernon Catawalder. The second track you heard was from a band called castavet uh that was one of the earlier plays on my uh last fm as well however they now they used to be spelled castavet you know uh that's probably this kind of a i think a made-up word probably but uh i don't know if it's not then uh somebody write me and tell me i'm wrong and need to learn how to spell i'm not gonna look it up i don't care that much uh but anyway uh they now spell their name with no vowels <laughs> So that was before, back in the day when they had vowels. Uh, I downloaded their Mediafire link from someplace. That was that was a, always my like, uh, like relaxed music. That was relaxation energy. That was straight Chillington. Uh, really like that that band. Still, still really like that band. Um, they that the song was beating high schoolers at arcade games or something. Um, yeah, so I'm going through, and that's not like my favorite song right now by Cassavet. Um, but it it is one that I just have like the heart next to on Last FM. So like I intentionally went in and and marked it as I really liked it. So I'm gonna just gonna like play songs that are are like that uh, for the sake of nostalgia. All right, cool. So next. Next is actually out of order, but I want to, I absolutely must touch on this band. I might have played them before. Honestly, I might have done some very similar style of this episode before. I know I've talked about like emo shit from this period before, but like never in this context, I don't think. Um, however, this next band almost certainly I've, I've brought up um, and we're going to, we're going to hit it in reverse order actually so the song that i that i scrabbled in chronological order in chronological order was street smart cyclist the whole ep i listened to a very a great number of times um you know 
the reasoning was because this is when their reunion shows were happening. So there was a two reunion shows in like the middle of like December one year. I'm almost positive it was December 2010. Let me just look this up real quick. Cyclist reunion shows. And they happened in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. When the hell was this? Yes, yes. Uh, 12 26 2010 so this was about two weeks before this uh, this happened i scrabbled this right and um they played their first shows since august 2008 at the secret at, at a straight up vfw um and it i remember it was like freezing uh fucking ice snow it was like dangerous to get there and i lived at the time like i don't know an hour and a half away from bethlehem anyway it was like it was like very uh it was very interesting the scenario that 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 unfolded at the street smart cyclist uh reunion show but it was amazing it was it was really great um, they played with a lot of really cool bands. I got into it. You'll hear more of the bands that they played with. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to find like the bill. I'll find it next time I play a song. So, but uh, next up is actually Hoods Up by the band Street Smart Cyclist. Uh, and then preceding that will be the, the band that followed up Street Smart Cyclist. Uh, one of my all-time favorite bands uh, because of this era specifically is actually Snowing. Uh, and you'll hear the song Sam Rudich. Talk, 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 you always had to listen to everything I had to say, which would be nothing at all. 
message sent Friday, July 7th at 5.45 p.m. End of message. To delete this message, press 7. To save it in the archives, press 9. To hear more of message deleted. End of messages. Best shit ever. Those those two are seriously like some of my favorite tracks uh, of each of those bands. Uh, check out check out all of those band songs because uh, Street Smart Mike yeah excuse me Street Smart Cyclist has approximately like ten songs total. So check that shit. Um, and snowing check out fuck I don't even know what to recommend now. Uh, their stuff on Spotify is like, let me look. Yeah, so that time I sat in a pile of chocolate is like a collection of like their, their um, like EPs, I guess, or like these these releases and singles that they put out. Um, has big weed on it. That's a good song. Uh, it also has like these probably these have to be like the demo versions of like some of these songs that ended up on the LP which are the demo versions are really really good uh and the lp is fantastic as well 
So Snowing has approximately, I don't know, 20 songs <laughs> total. Um, so check those out as well. Next up, in the vein of this, so talking about this uh, Snow uh, Street Smart Cyclist reunion show, I'm, I'm looking at it now. I remember it's two nights. I, I found somebody who like wrote a review about this shit, which is crazy. It's, uh, oh, it turns out it's the guy from The World is a Beautiful Place. Um, who is now in the band, maybe before he was not in the band. That's funny. This, I found this article by Chris Teddy, who I could have sworn was in The World is a Beautiful Place. Uh, but he also just might be a recording artist. Not yeah, no. He plays, he plays in The World is a Beautiful Place. Yeah. Uh, but I guess at the time he wasn't, which is, which is interesting. So the world is played the first, um, uh, played on the first night. I think they opened it up, which is crazy to think about. They're like probably the biggest band that made it out of this scene. Probably like from this time, um, the world is a beautiful place. I'm no longer afraid to die. Uh, I'm, we'll, we'll refer to them as the world is for the for the sake of time um they also who else played uh ape up that's a crazy band uh check out ape up if you liked some of the stuff that that uh you just heard uh that's like ape like the animal up <laughs> and then slingshot dakota that's another they're pretty popular now as well i've seen them a number of times beyond this i actually didn't go to the first show uh, so this street smart reunion was two nights. I didn't go to the first night because of like the crazy blizzard, uh, that I mentioned, but the second night we were there, me and my friend Mario, and I'll explain that situation in a sec. There, there's a segue here to lead into the next thing. I promise you. Um, then, uh, Algernon played, which was sick on this first night. I'm bummed. I, I never got to see Algernon Cadwallader. Or no, I saw them once. I saw them once on Snowing's last tour. But I wish I would have got to see him more times. What else? Um, second night. Let's see. Second night was the band Boyfriends. Uh, I think we missed this band. I'm actually almost certain we missed this band. So I didn't get to see them. Or if I did, I just don't remember anything about them. It has members of bands I obviously like. 1994 and snowing just but i i don't recall anything about this band <laughs> unfortunately sorry if there's any boyfriends fans or uh members of the band listening to this radio program don't remember uh, up next is midi and the modern dance i'm gonna play a song uh of theirs next Th this band i listened to recently and i was like holy shit this is really really good still um i think subconsciously this band inspired some of like the synth sounds in cave dust music um but you'll hear why later uh then my heart to joy played i've definitely played my heart to joy on this radio program before so i'm not going to play them again um then a band called stay ahead of the weather which has like the guy from into it over it and like a number of like mid midwest people members of the band cast of it that we listened to first um 
which I remember them being like very competent musicians and then street smart cyclist. But I remember the whole thing with the second day was these, these kids in a, and that were known in a band called Midwest ships, uh, sorry, merchant ships, Midwest pen pals. I've definitely played these bands previously on the, on the podcast. Um, stayed at my friend Mario's house and we all were just chilling the first night I remember and then we all drove to Bethlehem together to to see the second night and uh the singer of that band Nick he has another band called Park Jefferson that I think maybe put out two EPs or something like that but he sent me the media fire link for it at some stage and uh I had that and that's a bunch of my scrabbles in uh, 2010 as well. Uh, the song, uh, you know, the the song we'll listen to is called uh, A Homemade Portland. And I straight up, I'm going to not even bullshit you guys. I don't even think that I've listened to this post post 2013 and like at the at the very, very latest. So. I remember I, I marked this as a like on my last FM, but I don't actually recall. I I have like a vague sense of what it sounds like, but I don't, I've never listened to the version that I found on Spotify. I had a shitty Mediafire demo, I'm pretty sure before. So I have no idea what we're getting into with that one. But that guy, Nick, I actually just looked him up. <laughs> he has a, uh, I, I haven't talked to him in probably 10 years. Um... But he has now a Super Smash Bros. Melee uh, header image on Facebook. I don't even know what the fuck you would call this. And I think that's interesting that emo kids fucking 10 years later hate themselves enough that they play that video game. Because uh, I also play that video game. <laughs> you have to hate yourself some amount to uh to find enjoyment in that video game. So shout out to Nick, uh shout out to Super Smash Bros. Melee, shout out to Park Jefferson. We're gonna listen to Park Jefferson, a homemade Portland, and then we're gonna fire up the MIDI and the modern dance. You'll hear the keys shit that I was talking about. It's really catchy. It's I, I'm surprised MIDI and the Modern Dance didn't rise to the top of one of these. Uh, genres in the sense that the same way that like uh, the world is or or uh, you know some of these other bands I mentioned into it over it uh, I'm surprised that they didn't rise to the top because they have the appeal to do so uh, so we'll, we'll be checking out both of those those bands tap in let's go yo yeah I've never heard this version
Yeah, so that was those tracks. Um, the, the last track you heard in reverse order was Midi in the Modern Dance, Everything I Touch Just Falls Apart, and then we listened to Homemade Portland by Park Jefferson. That shit was very different than one I heard. Um, this is the one that I... I so, so I busted out the Google Music slash YouTube Music account. We're about to dive into some... Some shit that I can't find anywhere, or like maybe I have some weird demos that people maybe have never heard before. I want to I want to play this. We're not gonna listen to the whole thing, but this is the homemade Portland demo that sounds so different. I think, like I, that song we listened to is almost unrecognizable. I'm just gonna play like a little bit of this song, just to hear it, just for my own like personal. I want to hear what this shit sounds like. I also have an acoustic version, which I'll play that as well. <laughs> Yeah, dude, this was recorded on like a Motorola Razor in 2010. I kind of, I kind of like this shit a lot. The acoustic version is fire as well. I'm not gonna play the whole thing. We just listened to the song, but uh, yeah, check that stuff out. I think uh, it's pretty cool. You might be able to find it somewhere on YouTube. I don't even know if there's any yo if you actually just want it just hit me, just hit me up I'll export it I'll give you a media fire link dude just like the olden days the olden times so there's a couple things here we go in a couple different directions rather uh, we could keep going down this some of the more because um, pretty okay I'm, I'll be real with you like there's just more and more like forgotten emo bands that I have the media fire links for 
that like I'm gonna have to go on Google Music to find these and like search through my 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 library to find these these tracks or we could go down a different route and I'm gonna play some shit for you that you can never hear anywhere else besides I think like there's probably five people on the entire earth who have these files uh, and I'm one of them and this shit I think is really good and it's uh, from my friend's brother <laughs> from my friend's brother I remember hearing this song um, it's called Bird Song by my, my friend's brother's name is Josh uh, I remember just like I haven't listened to this in like probably t- close to 10 years as well um, every once in a while my friend he sends me his brother's music uh, I'm not gonna tell you who it is just because I think uh, uh, they're always like working on really new stuff and they might not be like thrilled <laughs> that I'm bringing this i'm unearthing this old stuff um but it's so it's so important i think to, to myself and i i appreciate it so so much that i hope you know if they ever listen to this radio program they'd understand but like yeah um the song's called bird song and i remember that i felt that the melody was like such unlike or unlike anything i had ever heard up until this point and i was like what the fuck this is crazy and then uh I haven't listened to it in, like I said, I haven't listened to this probably in like 10 years. So I almost like don't remember the specifics about the song, only that I remember really, really loving the melody of it. So we'll, we'll, we'll play it and we'll, we'll reminisce. actually gonna pause this because <laughs> there's this is not the version i remember there's a version with vocals that's really super catchy like that the version with vocals could have been on any sort of indie shit that you would like this could have been on pitchfork and people would have been eating it up you know um i'm trying to find some with with, with the vocals here this song i have just like a like next to it on last fm i have no idea i, I don't remember it at all actually so we'll listen to it.
sick guitar playing on this from my friend's brother. This guy's super fucking good. This guy's a yo. This guy's an absolute legend. I'll just say, let me let me fucking speak on this real fast. That this guy is like, yo. You know when you have your friend's older brother who like smokes weed and uh, introduces you to Sublime or some shit. Well, this guy, this guy was a complete opposite. He was a fucking iconic legend who will will always have that status in my mind of just like. Not only was he like one of the coolest motherfuckers, just t from my perception, like he also was like extremely good at guitar, sick at writing music, always doing something cool, just like the coolest. Yo, if I could, if I could think of one person in my life who I'm like I look up to, and as like just somebody who's like effortlessly sick, it's this guy. We'll play one more, cause I there's there's probably I, the thing that sucks is like I'm just rolling the dice on like what versions of songs I have because I didn't I didn't do I didn't tag them in a way that um like separates them out. So like I've just I have five of like the same track. Like I have doubles of almost every single track, and they're like slightly varied. Like. One of them is 3 minutes 59 seconds. One of them is 4 minutes 4 seconds. Which one is the better version? I don't remember. We're going with 359. And I'll probably stop it if it's not good. Oh, this song is a fucking smash hit. This shit was a smash fucking hit. Dude, this is actually the song that I thought I was thinking about with that first song. This was it right here.
how good is this song, dude? This this is what I'm saying. This could have been on everyone's like indie rock fucking shit in here. sick is that song honestly yo it's fucking so so good that shit just like i don't yo you guys might not even have thought that shit was anything good or special or whatever but that just like blasted my brain with nostalgia serotonin that i haven't thought about and felt in like fucking 10 years Uh, that was really really amazing uh for if nothing else this exercise of going back through shit i listened to in 2010 has just made me has just made my day so uh, whether or not you you enjoy this or not, uh, I very much enjoy this. So, yo, all right. So I found some other cra- crazy shit on my Google Music that this is probably the second. I can't, I don't recall if this is the first or second, like, um, first or second known recording of mine. Um, it's not even it's not even in 2010 but it's it's January 2nd 2011 this was recorded I have it written here it's it was recorded in my friend's basement <laughs> that we used to call the theater of the living uh you know there's a venue in Philadelphia or some shit or this is like let me see where this is theater of the living arts um yeah it's in Philly uh and we we titled my we named my friend's basement the theater of the living yards because uh, that's where we used to go and, and hang out where arts is uh, replaced with yards which is a uh, shortening of the word yardy <laughs> which is party with a y <laughs> fucking stupid but uh anyway this is the first recorded music of mine I have no like I actually this I we I had names for some of these songs <laughs> I had names for a bunch of these songs actually and uh the i don't for whatever reason they're not named in um in google music but this is yo this is before i knew anything about anything anything whatsoever about music i played bass my bass was fucking broken my bass was in the picture i'm sitting on my amp and my bass is broken because i took it apart for some reason i don't remember why i took it apart but when I put it back to oh I remember why the the uh, the knobs the one of the volumes knobs was fucked up, one of the volume knobs was fucked up so I took it apart and tried to solder it back together and then broke it. <laughs> so it sounds like actual shit, and it was already a really cheap bass to begin with. But all right, we're going into it. We'll listen to these three songs. There's they they're no more than three three four minutes long. Three minutes forty seven seconds for three songs. Uh, 
I don't remember what the second, what the last one was called. Um, the first one is called Obi has a big ass dick. The second one was called. <laughs> the second one was called something else, and the third one was called LWT, which I can't remember what it stands for. But here we go. We're digging in. All right, hold on. Let me hey, so I'm just gonna let it go. It's recording now. This is all right. Oh wait, wait, wait. Before I start, this was myself, my other friend Dave, and my friend Mario, who I've talked about countless times on this podcast. A a Cave Dust contributor. Ten years later, we still are doing stuff together. Um, him and I, we did the first thing I've ever put out, uh, music-wise, which I think we'll listen to that as well after this because i think it's what that thing we did was actually super sick but uh here's here's the three songs from the fucking theater of the living yards one two eleven going on too long without any real variation not not my best uh not my best effort here i don't think should we stop stop? (laughs) holy christ that was good all right next song the next song i remember being a little bit more upbeat one two three four That's a bad note by me on the bass. This one I I know sucks. 
I thought these were gonna be like nostalgic and and cool, but they're just not good. Like it's it's just not good <laughs> shit. Uh, all right, yo, here's here's another song that I made with my friend Mario. This let me see when this was. This was actually post that. Wow, interesting. That was post. Um, eight years ago, this was. When the hell was this? Um, SoundCloud doesn't tell me the date specifically other than eight years ago. So this must have been just like 2012 sometime. Or, uh, yeah, 2012. So, but this, this is actually cool. And the shit that I was doing here, <laughs> I remember, I'll give you a little commentary here. My friend Mario just played a bunch of different parts on guitar, and I was using a distortion pedal to make weird noise, because we were into Full of Hell, and we knew that they used distortion pedals to do harsh noise. And this is what, I edited it, did some cool stuff here. I actually really like how that, that part came out. And then, so I put, put stuff together, I spliced together the different parts and like connected them. And then I took a bunch of field recordings walking around my college. And um, the result was this song, which I'm still like pretty psyched on. I think it came out in a cool way. There's like, uh, this is halfway through, I'm going to stop it, but uh, if you want to listen to the whole version of this, it's called Stay What You Are, which I stole, I realized I stole entirely off of Saves the Day, um, <laughs> but it's on it's on my SoundCloud, soundcloud.com, cave-dust, stay-what-you-are, if you type that into your search bar, it'll take you to the song, and there's still... Four, four or five more minutes of shit that we did um but yeah that's that's pretty much it i'm gonna start wrapping up the episode here 
there is let me see there was like one or two other things i definitely wanted to mention but i just realized i went off i went off on one real quick here yeah so much so much shit that's just like so so very much music here that um no wait hold up hold up that that music that i played before the thing that i said was done in um in 2011 is showing up on my spotify here in from from new year's december or from december 30th 2010 so it might have i don't know why why i put that date <laughs> i don't know why i put that date there because i'm i clearly i'm listening to these songs like in 2010 whatever it doesn't fucking matter actually at all um got a couple more songs for you this one is shout out to my boy denny uh great uh, benefactor of the podcast denny uh he he knows this band very well and it's another band that i scrabbled a ton um in 2010 uh, it's called spray nerd uh and this track is called the z sealed it for me oops well it would be good if i unmuted the spotify now the song's called the z sealed it for me <laughs>
All right, so you heard um, Spray Nerd, the Z sealed it for me. That was like the first band coming from like this emo background that was like sort of like faster and more more punk. Um, and that sort of got me into some of the more punk stuff that I eventually started to really enjoy. And after that was another song that I scrabbled a number of times in December 2010 uh, by a band, Japanese band called Ling Tosai Shigori. And they are like huge now humongous like they are like the anime opening song for like a bazillion different uh bazillion different fucking animes and like they influence like so much anime opening music (laughs) i guess but like at the time you're like what the fuck this is just like some crazy like the vocalist is like this very very unique sound Uh, it's very like higher higher register like it's very just like came like for me something i had never heard before and that's like the fourth time i've said said this on this podcast but like you know that that was like some of the magic of like discovering music back then was like wow this shit is sounds so weird like give me more give me more stuff like this and then you know you go seek out more and more stuff we're taking a hard turn though 90 degrees maybe even more than 100 maybe even more than 90 degrees but not quite 180 degrees we're going to the first band that i ever bought anything off of Bandcamp. <laughs> it was the high tide hotel nothing was missing except me uh record um this was the first time i ever put my address into anything on the internet to have it delivered to me which is was like yo fucking 10 years ago 10 years fast forward i'm putting i'm giving everybody my address i don't give a shit everybody could come over fucking dox myself you know let everybody come over my house back then i was like actually scared for some reason (laughs) like i don't (laughs) i don't know why i was like nervous i was like nervous about putting in this um putting in my information and i bought this bought this record with my debit card uh on Bandcamp in in 2010 and um the interesting thing about this is like i got the vinyl for this record like a long time after like it like i i pretty much had given up hold on because i remember they emailed me tight hotel let me see if i if i search my email i could find this uh what's this record label yo it wasn't even on my email it's like i used like a different email like i have this stupid email from when i was a kid that was where they sent this email to so i don't have it in my like most recent email um but anyway i pretty much had given up hope that i was ever going to get this vinyl and then it showed up at my door one day, and I was like, damn, that's sick. But yeah, this came out December 23rd, 2010. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've played this band before, but I'm going to end the end the record out with a song from their 2009 record. It's called Porch Luck. You can't find this on Spotify. You got to search YouTube, I guess, for it. But I have it on my Google Music uh account so we're gonna listen to that and i remember just listening to like this when this uh record dropped 
you know, one of the reasons why I bought on Bandcamp was because I loved this EP so, so, so much. And uh, this song always would like break me in half. <laughs> it's a very depressing song. But uh, we're going to close it out with that. Thank you for listening so much. Uh, if you made it to the end of this episode, I cannot believe you did. This is 90 minutes of me bullshitting in between music from 10 years ago. Surely you got better shit to do. So if you made it this far, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back to the regularly scheduled, regularly scheduled programming probably on Monday of this upcoming week. December is going to be interesting. I actually thought about this. I actually planned shit out. Um, I want to do December similarly to how I think like the needle drop does his last week of the year where it's like list week of all this stuff. And I'm like, I want to talk about top albums, top EPs, top whatever things that disappoint me whatever it is so that's going to be coming at you the next few weeks of december so get excited um or don't i don't really give a shit but that's what we're going to do so hope you uh will join me for some of those we will uh be talking to you next time thank you for listening cave dust oops fuck yeah i really fucked that fucking I really fucked that transition up. I still had the shitty ass <laughs> songs that I that I recorded on my cell phone in 2010. All right. Anyway, here's the actual ending. Uh, <laughs> here's "Porch Luck" by High Tide Hotel. Thank you for listening.
Sega. <laughs>